Great stories, I think, have a singular story to tell or a message to send. Whether it's a hero's journey where we see our characters grow and change over a harrowing adventure, or a moral or sometimes political point the movie is trying to make, or even just a comedy where the point is to make the audience laugh, great movies are aiming at one of these targets and stay true to that idea. This vision and focus helps not only the filmmakers and actors, as they have to make decisions around plot, motivation, tone, and the myriad of choices that come up when trying to tell these stories, but the audience benefits as well. We can understand the story being told, the points being made, and let those elements marinate as we get lost in the characters, the plot, the comedy, and everything else that comes with a great movie. And even if we may not agree with the points being presented, or feel that they are unrealistic or contrived, at least we know what the movie is trying to say. Our movie today, in my opinion, lacks this vision and focus. We're looking at the 2020 movie, I Care A Lot. And while it has some wonderful actors and what could be a compelling story, there is an identity crisis within that leaves us, the audience, wondering, what did I just watch and what was the point? I say this with some chagrin as this was my pick and I didn't pick it as a bad movie. I'm not sure what Chris has made of this, but I still look forward to the discussion today on Movies Will Save the World, we look at I Care A Lot. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And this is Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the 2020 movie, I Care A Lot, which is billed as a satirical black comedy. Hmm. Um, I didn't really have a theme picked out when I picked this movie. <laughs> and I've actually gone through a couple of themes that I could have picked. One of them was WTF. One of them is Hard Left Turn. <laughs> And the one that I've settled on is anti-heroes, yeah. although I'm going to say I'm not calling this the best anti-heroes. <laughs> that just seems to be the one All that right, fits well, the bill the most. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if you're even close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris, this was your t first time viewing this movie, correct? That's right. I had not seen this before, <laughs> so I was an innocent bystander in this. <laughs> In this, uh, yeah, it, it was really interesting watch for me because I remember enjoying it the first time through. And then the second time through for this podcast, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is a good movie or not. I can't quite tell. <laughs> what was oh, your I can tell experience? You. I'll tell you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Let's hear it. No, I, I mean... It's really hard to put into words what this movie means to me. So I'm just going to... This is a piece of shit. That's, that, this, this... Oh, Glenn, I, I'm, I am shocked at you. Like, what happened? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I can... 
<laughs> I don't even know where to start. There's there's nothing. I actually have nothing good to say about this movie. I really I, don't. I, 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 know, I And I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know where to start. Okay. Because uh, yeah, I wrote it down. It. Oh, and okay. It's, it's a line that Peter Dinklage says multiple times. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I'll tell you, my, my impression re-watching this movie is this movie doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know what Correct. it wants to say. Correct. While I enjoy watching these actors go through this, it I I couldn't put my finger on what what is the point of all of this it it precisely it, it doesn't know what genre it is there no. there is no one that we can root for in this everyone no. sucks here <laughs> <laughs> you know and it it's like so maybe <laughs> this might be another one of those disclaimers for our listeners don't watch this movie so can i do just a quick super high level summary and rundown of, yeah, of what that- the plot is what yeah there is there is a plot which i mean sucked my soul right out it was so awful yeah it's so black it's so bleak oh, so man. yeah so yeah. high level uh rosamund pike uh stars as marla grayson uh her assistant uh fran played by Aza gonzalez um, and they run a business together that essentially kidnaps the elderly and <laughs> <laughs> through the, you know, working the system to make them wards of the state and then bleeding them dry for all of the money that they have, their possessions, etc. So already off to a great start. These are yep. horrible, 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 horrible people. Precisely. <laughs> these, these are nasty, <laughs> unlikable yeah. people. Yeah. One day they come across um, a new prospect. What do they call her? I, I can't cherry. remember. Like a, a, a cherry. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, a real cherry. Je- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Peterson, played by Diane No Weist, relation. Or Weist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, who supposedly has plenty of of assets no family whatsoever all of that kind of stuff and so they managed to work collude with her doctor to get her uh uh essentially committed um show up at her home and basically announce oh yeah you belong to us now um cart her off to a assisted living facility uh and then we get introduced to her son uh, Roman, I'm not going to get the last name yeah, pronunciation I, I, right. Lunyov, Lun- you can say whatever. It doesn't matter. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> played by Peter Dinklage, who is connected to the Russian mafia and is apparently trafficking in like people. Like I don't know. That was another bad. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't figure out. Is he like human trafficking or is he like? That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's looking what at it's... Polaroids at some yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, gosh. Which, you know, maybe this is one of those points where the movie was trying to make a connection by the Polaroids that Marla and Fran have Mm. of all of their, quote, wards. Oh, you're getting way too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, long story short, uh, because we should make it short, uh, you know, we find out that... uh, uh, Marla and Fran have bitten off more than we think they can chew because they've kidnapped, essentially, the mother of a mafia crime boss. Yeah. And then it becomes a conflict of 
who's going to get her out. And, and this is where the movie takes a really bizarre left turn into now it's an action movie where people are trying to rescue yeah. her from the care facility. Right. At some point, Marla is kidnapped and, and, and thrown into a quarry, it seems, but then survives yep. and yeah. then gets back at Peter and... <laughs> kidnaps him and then they all end up in business together and then she dies <laughs> so i think wait, that's wait, it she right? dies i don't remember that yeah no that's it that's the movie <laughs> yeah yeah that's, yeah that was a very good actually that was a very good synopsis i think you and i do want to point out dies at the hands of uh an actor i really really love uh macon blair uh-huh. um i think that's how you say his name but um he he plays the sort of disgruntled not disgruntled is way too tame a word for the fury that he feels because her yeah her mother mother has been one of the victims and then she ended up dying without him being able to see her and then he shows up at the end and shoots her and that's that's the way the movie ends but anyway yeah so that's it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm I'm just pouting i don't even know what to say um (laughs) What, what, okay, so beyond some of the stuff we've already... What, what made you the most angry? Maybe this will well, be a fun way to talk about it. <laughs> well, I was... All right. Like, I don't know where to start with, like, just, like, the tone issue, uh-huh. the, the plot issue, which is tons of plot holes, uh-huh. which I don't even think it's worth getting into that. But just the fact that they've created... What's his... Um, uh, the writer director, um, mm-hmm. it's what Blakeson is that? I can't. I've already yeah, blocked blocked J- it out of my mind. Jay Blakeson, who has like three credits to his name, yeah, like one of it, which being like a, 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 a shoot. It was like a. It, I've seen like actually another one of his movies and and liked it better than this one, but that doesn't say a whole lot. Oh, I guess he has seven credits. Okay, whatever. But it's yeah, it's it's a strange. Whatever, but, um, but I can't remember Glenn seeing a movie where there was not one single likable character in it for yes. me, right? Or right. or any or anyone I felt I could remotely relate to. You know what I mean? It, it <laughs> yeah. was, it, you know, usually in a movie like like even a movie like, which we both enjoyed, The Lighthouse, <laughs> yeah, where like even that like. Th- those two guys were not likable in any way, but sure. I, but I still felt, you know, you still kind of felt something, or there was there was something in that story at least that there was a character arc that there that that people you know had experiences and changed and went through that. This movie's like it's so funny because it's like one tone in a sense, <laughs> yeah. Where Marla is a sociopath. I mean yes. that is the be- that is the best way to describe her. She has no you know she has no morals. She has nothing human life means absolutely nothing to her. Right. Um it, it's she is she she is this kind of one note character which mm-hmm. makes her incredibly uninteresting, I guess. <laughs> you know I what think, I mean? Yeah, I think almost every character in this movie and i would say every of the main characters in this movie are essentially sociopaths it which means there's no character arc right you can't yeah they grow or evolve no there, there's there's not she is she is an asshole at the beginning of the movie and she <laughs> yeah. dies an asshole she does like she, 
she it, she changes in no way, and 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 either does Roman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he too is obviously. You know, it it seems like he's in human trafficking, which I right. it may be right. Maybe that's the connection. They're both essentially doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both one's doing it semi legally, and the other's not. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, so there there's. There's nothing redeemable in any of this. I thought, in terms of like, I, I, I it was, it was a bleak, shitty, made me feel <laughs> shitty kind of movie. Like, and I mean, if that's what its aim was, then yeah, that's that, it did I, it. But I don't, don't want to watch it. Yeah, no, I I don't think it's what its aim was. I've <laughs> it, I've I've read some reviews that are like, oh, this is a a great you know sat- satirical comment on right capitalism and our society or whatnot. But I'm like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure the best vehicle to deliver that message is to make a, an entirely an entire cast of characters that you hate and can't relate to. You know, as as. Because I thought about that, I thought, okay, well, there, I, it was so I watched it by myself, because mm-hmm. um, no one else would watch it with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good choice on your part. But like when you watch something that's supposed to be funny um, mm. without other people, I couldn't tell. It's like, oh, was that supposed to be funny? That part, and this part is like just brutal and like awful, and then this part is like, yeah so twisted and like that was the thing i i I went back so i watched it first and then i went back and like read and watched some reviews of the movie Mm -hmm. and it was i was surprised not everyone took it like i did Mm -hmm. (laughs) for one that there's some people that actually liked it and they saw things and it's like no that's bullshit that wasn't in there (laughs) you like she's not she's not a hero or someone to admire to me it's like watching silence of the lambs and rooting for the serial killers is what it was felt like because right or or looking at oh hannibal lecter that's a good example of manliness that i should emulate you know (laughs) that's what i mean that's essentially what people are saying about marla's character like there's nothing about her that's admirable nothing that, that no. she's, ta- she's taken any good quality and twisted it and bent it in for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that people should look to and say, that's the way I should operate uh, with people <laughs> and society. Yeah, not, not only that, but I mean, I just didn't feel like, you know, the movie was consistent in its own... No. Like inner workings or 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 character. Like part of this is at, at times the movie wants you to root for Marla. Then at times the movie see, it seems like it wants you to root for Roman. And then it and then it <laughs> comes back to no, but oh, you yeah. should root for Marla again. Oh, and now they decide to go into business together. We should feel great <laughs> about that. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the movie wants you to feel really good about a really really horrible thing. So. So basically, the story is like this: this really evil, rich woman becomes yeah. like super rich. That's right. the moral of the story by mm-hmm. becoming more evil or so. I mean, there yeah. was nothing. She already started out as like rich mm-hmm. and twisted and just, just evil, right? Or yeah. I don't know what else yeah. to describe it. Whatever. Yeah, I, I kind, I, <laughs> I almost it wasn't, want. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
I almost wonder if the fact that that you know the the son comes back and shoots her at the end wasn't the writer like realizing oh shit look at what i just created i better kill her because this is unconscionable what i've done (laughs) like an afterthought whoopsie but let's still make the movie (laughs) and there were some people who complained that that was like the ending was the worst part of the movie I'm like, what? How was how was because <laughs> she died, or that she, or was the way she died, or like that was what disappointed them about the movie. That's crazy because I mean it, it is, was set up early, right? You knew. I mean, well, I shouldn't say you knew what was coming because this movie completely no. doesn't give you what you want <laughs> until that moment. So anyway, yeah, because it, it starts out she's driving that slick BMW that you like mm-hmm. so much, and then the and the end of the movie. She's driving a Ferrari, so yeah. <laughs> she got somewhat richer. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what happened. That's the, I guess, that's the character arc that we see from these people. <laughs> it's just a transference of funds is the, <laughs> the character. Yeah, arc. that's what. <laughs> she made some wise investments, and now she's <laughs> slightly richer than she was before. Um, yeah, on a, and working. No, I mean, I, you evidently get the. F- feeling that she's like the most powerful woman in the world now right i mean right she's going on television interviews and all this yeah, kind of she's stuff on, which uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um no it's a very like what what is actually the strangest part of the movie to me is the fact that there are people that did like it and then that was well, the part that i was trying to really because you know i went um you know, I re- like i said i read some reviews and i watched some YouTubers and g- gain the kind of wisdom they offer, mm-hmm. and and majority of the people felt the same way we did. Like this yeah. movie is really messed up. Like what is what a what a horrible story. But the people that thought like no, she's like this, you know, as if she was Ellen Ripley or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Can she, I tell you? Sorry, yeah. no, that's that's all I got. I, I want to <laughs> tell you my theory on why I think. Um, some people do like this movie. Um, and, you know, like any half-baked theory I have, take it with a grain of salt. I'm sure I'm probably <laughs> wrong. But I, it, it gets to one of the things that I wanted to talk about, which is I feel like this movie is trying to make a couple of commentaries. It's trying to make some points on certain issues. I, I felt like there are some very clear points where, you know, this movie is commenting on on gender and power dynamics between men and women, right. or at least it right. wants to. Right, it wants to. Is a it good wants point. to? Um, yeah. You know the fact that the the two you know uh, Marla and Fran are are a lesbian couple in a relationship together, and that she's a you know that they're both you know powerful uh, women and powerful powerful characters. Um, I I feel like I feel like the movie is is may have had a perspective of we need more stories like this. I just don't think it succeeds. And no. and the fact that everyone sucks here <laughs> is a very strange way to try and tell that story. You yeah, know? Exactly. And that's like what, if, that's what it, makes it, no sense. Like Yeah, like can, Sorry, I keep jumping in. Go ahead. No, no, I was thinking I mean you can make like if you want to make a story that has something to say about gender issues or gender roles, there are lots of good. <laughs> there are lots of good ways. To, we've done some movies which had strong female leads besides right. Alien, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's Crystal in um, The Hunt. Uh-huh. Um, yep. There's, you know, that's essentially a good anti-hero. Or mm. um, Marta in Knives Out. Right, um, right. You know, th- these are people that we can actually kind of root for and relate to who are either, you know, they're, they're more clever, they're smarter, they just, they, you know, whatever it is about them, they, they, even though the odds seem stacked against them, are able to get the upper hand, right? Mm-hmm. This, this movie has none of the, the charm or, or, or any of the features that make you want Marla to succeed in what she's doing. Not not only that, but it just feels like it, <laughs> the if if this movie has a message, it feels like a snake eating its own tail. It it, it it's like <laughs> it's like I want to tell a story of a powerful woman, so I'm going to put someone who is despicable in front of. It, it's almost like uh uh like. I wanted to show that women could be assholes just like men. Well, yeah, okay, right. you know, but it's sure so they can. But like, is this is that helping? Is, is that something? Point? Yeah, is that something that we want in our world? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's I mean, that's the thing. We could the the irony is it's written by like just a white dude like us wrote the story. <laughs> That's right. He's like, so, I know, I know so, how to tell this story. So, what's his expertise in any of this? Like more so than you or I. I yeah. mean, I just think that. But you're right. I think there was a lame attempt to do that, and maybe that made maybe that's how he was able to sell the story to Netflix, whoever mm-hmm. decided to develop it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we there's there is this kind of place for a, you know a, a character, and you know I can write a story like that. I mean, who knows? He may have written the story for a... I mean, it could have been a man originally, and it's almost like mm-hmm. the story wouldn't have made a lick of difference, whether it was a powerful man or a powerful woman, a lesbian, a straight. Yeah. Um, any ethnic group, it doesn't matter. This person, overall, their identity is that they're just an asshole. I mean, that's really what their identity is, above all else. Let me ask you a question, and I'm I'm gonna um, ask this question in the spirit of maybe trying to give this movie a, a slight benefit of the doubt, or if not that, are there blind spots that we have as, like you said, two straight white guys uh, talking about this movie? Uh-huh. Um, I I do feel like there have been plenty of movies in the past that feature straight white guys who are really bad people that maybe get a pass or that we maybe don't hone in on as, as much. I'm, I'm not, I can't think of an example where I've seen a movie where like somebody is, is siphoning, you know, funds off of old people. But you know, I mean, you see movies like you, you see movies like, uh, Goodfellas or The Godfather or, yeah, right. or stuff yeah. like that. Right. But, where no, the good, you know, Goodfellas is a good example of, yeah. Yeah. Like, bunch of awful criminals that yeah and yet as viewers we root for him and i do i wonder if you know uh, i i my problems with this movie extend past this point because there is a lot that i think is a problem in this movie so it's not just this one thing but i don't know i just it, the, the thought occurred to me i wonder if well th- <laughs> yeah Here's a better a better villainess in my mm-hmm. opinion was Sharon Stone's character in Basic Instinct, mm-hmm. who who was a very smart, 
clever, you know, antagonist who always mm-hmm. seemed to be one step ahead of everyone and got her own way all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon Stone's just, she's a good actress. And mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, it was an, in- it was an interesting story that had a more plot twists and turns in it. So right. I think there's an example of someone who we shouldn't have really liked because she was right. a really b- bad person, <laughs> you know, who may or may not have been a serial killer. We don't know yet. Um, but <laughs> Jerry's still out. <laughs> but there, there was a case where um, Verhoeven did make a movie that had a strong female villainous villain, mm-hmm. villain. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. The, the, the bad, a bad person. person. <laughs> yes. The bad person in the movie was yeah. more nuanced and was still strong. And still yeah. you felt like she can handle herself in any situation. She didn't need any help from a dude to bail her out. Um, mm-hmm. She was a dangerous adversary. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like as a character, Marla is well nuanced enough to pull that off. And, and I'm going to also say, and this is a side note, like people talk so much about the great acting in this movie. You know what? And I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't make any difference to me how great the acting was on a bad characters. It, it's, like, it's like saying that was the most delicious shit sandwich I've ever had. <laughs> it's still a shit sandwich. And it doesn't matter how good the ingredients were you put into it. It doesn't this make is- it good this is a three-star michelin <laughs> shit sandwich it really was and yeah, that's uh, fair okay it was a <laughs> so it's crafted shit sandwich and she won the golden globe for this role and i think that's just an huh. atrocity because it's like <laughs> for what for for making a thoroughly unlikable character i guess there mm-hmm. was i i i seriously i i'm and she i mean She's an excellent actress. We yeah. all know that. We've seen yeah, her yeah, yeah. so many, so many good roles, and I can uh-huh. see why maybe as a as an actor she wanted to take on this part. It makes mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. But you can, her effort was in vain because the movie just wasn't. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, I agree with everything that you're saying, um, and maybe it's because I'm. I don't think I have quite the same amount of vitriol for the movie <laughs> that you do. Because you didn't, you didn't inflict it on yourself. You inflicted it on your friend. <laughs> That's true. Um, but in in going back and rewatching, like I had to, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what the hell is my key scene going to be, and, and stuff yeah, like that. Right. Right. I, you know, I found myself getting sucked back into. I kind of want to root for this person. And then it's like, no, I shouldn't. This is, they're all bad. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I can, I, I feel like that's also maybe part of why, you know, some people like it, but yeah, I mean, again, beyond that, this movie has other issues too. Yeah. And it, it I, I think, yeah, I mean the overall story, which actually could could be an interesting story because this is well, a real thing guardian guardian the guardianships and conservatorships and things like that can be mm-hmm. misused and people can be manipulated that is a, that right. is a very real thing in our culture yeah so there, i mean so there's a good story there somewhere well I, I think so too um and that's where i when i first watched this that's where i thought this was going is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're seeing these terrible people you know, milking the system, playing the system, 
They have doctors in their pockets. They've got, right. you know, uh, assisted living facilitators in their pockets. They've, they've got judges that they know how to work. Yep. And that they're going to get their come up. And so it was, it was bizarre to me. And even when <clears throat> we find out that they've, you know, <clears throat> got the mother of a Russian mafia person, I was like, oh, well, this is where they're going to get their comeuppance. And no, <laughs> that's not what happens, you know? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it turns into an almost an action and suspense movie. It's just, and it's bizarre and unbelievable, we, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. It, that's, <laughs> I mean, but between just the weird changes of tone during the movie, right. it just, just, blatantly huge plot holes about how some of this stuff was carried out in the time frame mm-hmm. that they described. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just, not, I mean, a lot of it just didn't add up as a, as a, as a movie movie with, with right, regardless right. of how I, how I felt or didn't feel about it, just studying it from an editing and, you know, um, storytelling point of view it, it it's 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 it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. ma- it doesn't make sense some of it um you know even if i even if i did think oh you know i, I kind of saw what he was trying to do and you know it's funny and blah 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 but there there's some parts too that just failed at basic filmmaking i think that's the other part um mm-hmm. i will tell you my mm-hmm. favorite theory though that i heard about the movie and i i apologize to mr youtuber <laughs> who came up with it um and he may not have originated this theory either, but it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Is that so? When that scene where <laughs> they they go to this, <laughs> where they try to kill her by putting her <laughs> in the car with like oh right she was, yeah she was drunk driving all right to me yeah. that was just hilarious Put a bottle of I, vodka I don't think that, on her yeah I don't think that was supposed to be funny but I thought that was like ridiculously <laughs> funny that this is what they're doing. Um, and then they don't even follow up to see if she's dead, right? That's what, that just bugs me. Like, you're the worst henchman. (laughs) This movie does have some not great henchmen in it. No, they're like terrible henchmen. Um, but somebody's theory was that she actually did die in, she did drown in that scene. And that everything afterward was like kind of this fantasy of how... (laughs) She wanted it to go. Oh, I'm serious. Oh <laughs> man, that's, that's that's like what do you call that? Apologetics of. Uh, <laughs> I think someone who really wanted to like this film and couldn't find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> See, she did get what her she did get her comeuppance, and then the rest is just her. Yeah, yeah. it's it's her it's her fantasy before she goes to hell or whatever's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. There's a, um, there's a, a, a subreddit that I read called Am I the Asshole? And people <laughs> post things like this. Ha- oh, yeah. You know, okay. Am yeah, I the asshole yeah. for such a uh, check? Right. Check my behavior or whatever. And, and there's a, you know. It's a strange place to check it. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I know. Half of it's probably made up anyway. Or half of yeah. it's skewed for self-validation, you know. Sure. Um, but everyone, you know, everyone uses abbreviations in their response. So NTA means not the asshole. YTA <laughs> means you're the asshole. And then there's 
E-S-H, which is everyone sucks here. And that's just what I kept thinking watching this movie is everyone sucks here. Everyone. It's true. To a T. Yeah. Like, even, um, I thought, well, you know, even um, Jennifer Peterson's character, it's not like... No. I I liked her either. It's not like I thought... Yep. Oh, maybe she's the one we're supposed to root for. Not really. No, she's horrible. And Fran is totally complicit in all Absolutely. this. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so it's not like she's blameless either. She does she does all the dirty work for Marla. So it's right. not like she's a likable, interesting. That's that's the other thing. These should be very interesting characters because right. they're doing they're doing some something not a lot of us know a lot about. You know, I right. hap I, I happen to know a little bit about these things because mm-hmm. working with the elderly as often as I did. I saw, I saw situations where family members were fighting over finances, and their mm-hmm. their their parent was suffering from dementia or some kind of health problems, and mm-hmm. it's ugly, ugly business. Yeah, um, and it's one that if somebody was so inclined, pr- probably could take advantage of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there, I think there was actually um, this this movie was based on a real person. I think. Huh. Somebody, somebody in Nevada in the '90s had Ugh. ran a ran a scam like this. Yeah, well, Ugh. Nevada, you could probably do whatever you want, but <laughs> I don't. Yeah. They, I don't think they have laws there, as far as I know. But no, it's still the I, wild but, west. Yeah, but there was a woman who had a, had like 200 people under her care, and she was just ripping them all off, and Ugh. she's probably yeah. still in jail. So, but she got caught. And she was punished severely for her crimes because one of the kids of one of the parents, like, got her investigated and they found right. out. And there was a judge that was complicit in all this, too. Because mm-hmm. you have to have several layers to run an operation this successfully. You'd have to have several layers of, you know, like, not only right. the doctor, but, like, the, the these homes as well. And then, mm-hmm. like, the legal system has to either just completely turn its turn you know turn the other way right or have someone who's just in on the hustle so well and that's you know again part of what is frustrating about this movie is i you're right i mean it it, it it's talking about either a real issue or what could easily be a real issue mm-hmm. right and but doing so in a way that doesn't honor the issue at all <laughs> you know <laughs> It's it's like, it's like we're talking about like, you know, human trafficking, but we're supposed to root for the human traffickers. Yeah, exactly. This goes back to what is this movie trying to say? Yeah. It just, it totally goes against the grain of my moral being. Like just to think of like, no, like taking advantage of the elderly is horrible. Well, and there's, there's nothing good about it. And I think, you know, one of the things that we were talking, touching on a little bit earlier is, you know, are we coming down harder on the Marla and Fran characters because they're women versus other male anti-heroes that are given a pass? And I think I, I I can envision that that may be true, but I also think that because of the nature of their crime in this movie, it's like, it's really hard to look past the 
the moral um, uh, yeah. uh, enterprise, the, the the enterprise in which they are in, and how awful it it is, and and the the real harm done to people um, in this situation. So no, just well, awful. that's it. I mean, when I mean, yeah, when the the son can't see his mother, and then right. you know, at the end, he's like, yeah, she died alone, uh-huh. most likely, right. you know, most likely in pain and all sorts of things. She died alone, and that is a right. horrible. That's not funny. Like there's no. not like. If that's comedy, that is a. It's not. That's, that's, well, there's nothing. Com- there's nothing comedic. Even dark comedy, it doesn't qualify as that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we can just get this out of the way right now. I I can't see how somebody calls this a black comedy. Um, no, or, no. Or, or even a satire. You know. No, it's definitely not. Like it's not a parody or satirical in no. in the in the in the in the classical sense. Not like, you know, we just watched. Um, Doctor Strange Love, right? Right, right. I mean, there's right. there's something that's so over the top and so, mm-hmm. you know, ridiculous, and right. we don't we don't feel like yeah, like no, you don't watch that and you feel the same way. And maybe that's part of why I feel like if if one were try to if one were to, to try and and place this movie in either black comedy or or satire, honestly, it doesn't feel that far removed from what could happen or has happened to your point <laughs> right that, that that there is nothing over the top here this is just we're just watching bad people work the system and so not, we're, and yeah a, yeah 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 anyway so in this um <laughs> thing <laughs> this thing that we watched uh-huh. um was there a scene that stood out to you? Was there a key scene, Glenn? All right. Uh, this was hard to identify. Um, and I ch- I'm going to cheat a little bit because I chose two. Um, but okay. I chose two for a reason. So the first scene that I chose as the key scene is when Marla uh, sits down with Jennifer, the mom, and is basically telling her... You know, it's like she's she's in the, the the assisted living facility. I think this is after the failed rescue attempt happens. Right. Okay. I, I think I know the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's basically just trying to tell her what's what the deal is. And 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 Jennifer is like, you know, they're gonna come for you next. Uh, this is after also the mafia had the doctor who put her in there in the first place um, killed. And so it's like this power play. (laughs) It's like this power play between these two where Jennifer's trying to tell Marla, listen, you don't understand what you're up against. They're going to get you. They're going to kill you, et cetera. And then Marla's response to that is, you know, no, you don't understand. I don't lose. I can't lose, you know. Um, And and then she has this weird moment where this is one of the places where I feel like this movie is just confused and very unrealistic. She knows that there's connections to the mafia. Right. And yet Marla is saying, you're not going to beat me. She's saying, (laughs) if you come to me in a court of law and beat me on a, on a level playing field, then, you know, that would be right. fine. But outside of that, I'm refusing to lose. And she has this thing of like, you know, <laughs> you've got to play by the rules. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 
And I want to, I'm going to come back to that because it plays into my second uh, <laughs> okay. addition to the key scene. <laughs> I, I, but it, yeah. But it was such a weird, like, right. defense against, you're sitting here talking to someone <laughs> who belongs to an organization that absolutely does not play by the rules. I remember thinking that, actually, in that scene. I do remember thinking some of that, yeah. having that thought process. Yeah. She, she's like, if you, if you try to beat me in court and you win, fine, that's cool with me. But Yeah, like, uh, as if she's got any playground outside of that because that is her realm right is working the system jennifer listen to me carefully i don't lose i won't lose i'm never letting you go i own you and i will drain you of your money your comfort and your self-respect not because I want to, not because I'll enjoy it, or because I plan for it, but because your people didn't play by the rules. You want to beat me? Well, come at me, fair and square. You get me in a courtroom. You outplay me. You don't bring guns into a care home. You don't murder one of my friends. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just, <laughs> I'll end with this half of the key scene with uh, after she finishes her little speech marla does to to uh, jennifer jennifer just slowly gets up walks behind her and puts her in a chokehold <laughs> that was pretty the, funny actually <laughs> that was maybe the best part of the movie <laughs> anyway i do yes. feel like um uh I did really appreciate the acting uh, in that moment. I think uh, Diane, is it Weist? Weist? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I thought I knew, and then you just said two names, and I think they're both right. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I did feel like she was giving a pretty good performance, though. She's got she such did. a look of, like, almost like wry humor on her face, or like, oh, right. I know something you don't, but I thought I thought that was well. But anyway, moving on. So this sort of piggybacks on what my actual key scene is, which is the the showdown, if you will, between uh, Marlon, Marla and Roman, where mm-hmm. Roman has kidnapped her, and they're out in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, and Marla wakes up uh, after being, you know, um, I don't know, unconscious or something like that. Yeah, she had been tranquilized with a yeah. huge yeah. dart gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Dark gun. Like a, Come on. Like, yeah, it was like an elephant tranquilizer or something. So anyway, so this is where they then have, have their showdown between right. them. Um, and, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of the same to a certain extent between them. Um, and, you know, this is where Marla's like, you can pay me off. Like, you know, all I need is $10 million and I'll let your mom out um, and whatnot. But this is where, and this is where, again, going back to what was sort of bizarre and baffling in the previous scene where she's like, you know, play by the rules, beat me in court. In this scene, she's talking about playing by the rules gets you nowhere. You know that as well as I do. Sort of like, you know, and so it's like a complete contradiction to (laughs) what she said in the previous one. So 
those two scenes together, and I am glad, even though it was a botched uh, assassination, or not assassination, a, a botched um, job trying to end her, I am glad that that scene ends with um, Roman, uh, played by Peter Dinklage, saying, Yep, get rid of her. Uh, kill yeah. her. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, that's probably how that would have gone. <laughs> Precisely. That was the most believable part of that whole right. inter- interrogation between those two. Because mm-hmm. um, you're right. I, I think I would have picked that scene too as the as the key <laughs> scene because you get you get the two basically two antagonists. Uh huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but it's still like I don't know. That that actually, it was key because it was the most frustrating scene probably in the whole movie for me too, because at that point he he they tried to make it see it's written as if like Marla still has a lot of power over him at this point, but right. she's got she's got nothing right. I mean she right. she he's gonna kill her and he'll go get his mother back any way he wants to. I mean that's really right. what would happen if that mm-hmm. was like if that's what you would if if. If what I think Russian mafia guys, if, if what they're, if what I'm thinking like is accurate, I don't think they would have any trouble just killing her in cold blood and getting his mother any way they wanted to. Yeah, if yeah. that's I like, he wouldn't have to negotiate. They wouldn't have that little conversation. He, she would have been tortured and then mm-hmm. killed. That's yeah. I'm assuming what would happen. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm going to kill you now. Okay. You're not afraid of death. Do you remember how scary it was in 1807? No, me neither, because I wasn't alive yet. It'll feel the same way when I'm dead. Not even nothing. Why be scared of that? Anyway, you don't need to kill me. When you sent that lawyer with a case full of money, your instinct was right. I'm entirely willing to be bought off. Your man just came in too low. You have a figure in mind? Yeah. I want $10 million. Of course you do. You are are brave, Miss Grayson. Stupid, but but brave. Well, to make it in this country, you need to be brave. And stupid, and ruthless, and focused. Because playing fair, being scared, that gets you nowhere. That gets you beat. You know that. And I want to be rich, Mr. Lunioff. I want to be very fucking rich and my bet is that 10 million dollars that's not such a big deal for you but for me that's a start that's enough to be able to use money as a weapon like a bludgeon the way real rich people do that's what i want and the movie tries to pretend like she's got power because she says those things like you know i've got your diamonds and yeah like and and getting your mother out of the system will be very complicated. It's like, well, it'll be a lot less complicated without you in the way. Yeah, like I could, I could probably, he could probably figure out a few ways. And you you brought up another thing about this movie that I did not understand, which was uh-huh. the whole diamond plot. Oh, because yeah. that that is thrown in there, and that's like a key part of like why he's doing all this stuff. It's like his mother. <laughs> and then his mother is she's not even the last the third act really at all. It's all right. about the dime. It's about it's about well it's about the 
it, well, it's about the assassinations and the kidnappings and all that other bullshit. And so it's right. and then there's kind of like a heist movie theme. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like yeah, a mishmash of all sorts of ideas that got right. thrown together. But the diamonds seem to be like. I mean, how rich is this guy, and how much are those diamonds actually worth that he really needs them all that bad? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if if he if at one point she says, you know, ten million dollars, I don't feel like is a big deal for you. Yeah. Can you put ten million dollars worth of diamonds in a little satchel? I, I mean, I I don't know how don't, much diamonds are worth, but I don't either. I mean, or how much, I can't remember. It seemed like a lot of diamonds, but are they? Yeah. Is that is that ten million dollars worth of? I guess my point is it it if if ten million dollars is a trivial amount for him, why is he so worked up about a little bag of diamonds? Bag of diamonds. That's and, my whole yes. It, yeah, and it is it completely changes his motivations halfway through the movie. Exactly. You know, they've spent all of this time establishing that he cares for his mother, right. loves her very much, and then at the end it's like, well, I need those diamonds, though. Diamonds, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, exactly. That, that's the part that gets thrown in there, which yeah. is like another story or something. Like It's almost right. like a second, a second story running alongside this one. Yeah, and like if and who who, what what mafia boss hides diamonds in his mom's safety deposit box? I'm just saying that's just stupid. I mean, just I don't know. Keep it in your desk. I don't know. <laughs> like keep it anywhere. Why why put it in a safety deposit box? Hid, hid, hidden in a book. I mean, it's, All right, right. It's, it's already hidden. Well, it's already shouldn't be accessible. No one yeah. is going to go through that That's safe deposit I mean. box and be like, here's all these valuables. I want a book that I just won't flip through. Oh, I will look in this book. The last line of defense is this book. So, with the whole- I know. He's like, it's like when you put, like, you're at the beach and you put, like, your wallet in your shoes so you can right. go in the ocean. No one will look there. No one will look. That's the cunning. A cunning criminal I am. Uh, I'll put these in, I'll put it in a cutout part of a book. Like uh, no, that's just that's just silly. Like that's comedy, and I don't think it was meant to be. No, because I, I saw so that either. and I thought I was like, "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> like, oh, uh, uh, it's just I. I think you're right. I think there are like two or three, maybe mediocre movies in here yeah, and they're all pushed yeah. together into one <laughs> into you know, one it's, month it's yeah. kind of a mediocre heist movie uh a mediocre drama about leeches on the system <laughs> and someone no, trying just, to be satirical it did it just needed to just it decided to go it it just needed to pick one lane yes yeah, agree stick in it and shift agreed. it Yep. And that's why I'd like to introduce a new segment to our show, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to call this segment, I Can Do Better. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it already. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. I have written an alternate outline <laughs> for the same movie that would have made it more enjoyable for everyone who saw it. All right. All I right. This. So, for one, I am sticking with the dark comedy theme. Okay. The, it, that, that should have worked. Um, So everything I'm doing is going to be lending into that sort of idea. Okay. The other thing that we didn't, we we touched upon a little bit, but like an anti-hero is technically, it's a real hero, Mm -hmm. 
Mm. But they do questionable things, although their motives are... Their ultimate goal is good, but they uh-huh. have to do questionable, shady, unheroic things to get there. So that's kind of what an anti-hero is supposed to be. It's not are, supposed to be an unlikable jackass, are you even though they me, could be. Are you what? telling me I don't know what anti-hero means? Because I think yeah, you've just I, exposed no. that. <laughs> oh, I am. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> that's why I do this. I learn new things. <laughs> No, I know you know what that. I was just saying it for the benefit of all our <laughs> listeners, Glenn, because not everybody understands an antihero. Um, all right, and I think a few, a think of the few things I wanted to fix was, of course, to keep it as a keep the tone consistent. I think that was mm-hmm. a major problem. Right. Um, second is how to make Marla's character sympathetic in some way, some way that right. you see her as a person, not as right. this what, monster, whatever mm-hmm. she is. Um, also, that it, the the plot would have a kind of a trajectory. There'd be a journey yeah. where the where the the hero or anti-hero, whoever this person is, has has some growth or some changes that go through it. Mm-hmm. So, this is my attempt to rewrite this movie. Um, okay. So, for one, we open up instead with a young. Like we get, I always want to add a montage, so maybe I'd make it a montage. Just, <laughs> but it shows a young Marla, um, uh-huh. maybe even like a teenage Marla growing up, and she's been in the foster care system. All right, mm-hmm. so she does not have parents who are permanent parents, and she's been like jerked around by the system her whole life. Mm-hmm. So she grew up not only being relatively poor, but also relatively neglected. So we don't even. I mean, you could spend like maybe a minute giving us that background it does not take a whole lot and in doing so one thing i've already eliminated from the movie (laughs) there's nothing more exciting in movies than watching scenes in probate court which i care a lot (laughs) had a ton of it which made it so enjoyable nothing i like good than a good probate court scene we're gonna take those out or if i need if i need them i'll keep them in there very sparsely so anyway yeah Next, we jump to adult Marla, who is now working in the system as a professional guardian. And she's mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing. And she's very frustrated because the system is screwed up. Right. And she is still poor. And, like, she hates, she just hates that. You know, she yep. always longed for a better life where she's the one that's powerful and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you could add, like, there could be little doses of humor about, I don't know. Just the crummy apartment she lives in, and nothing works right. You know, that kind of stuff. You could just throw in some, like, sight gag kind of crap. Right. Um, so then somehow, like, through a coworker, she she finds, like, this little loophole. And um, I don't, I'm not a writer, so I'm not, I don't know how they do it. But, yeah, like, yeah. She, would, she, she, would, she would discover some way, and then she made some extra money on the side. Uh, and she's like, oh, this is cool. And then she got, right. she went out and got, like, Went shopping or went to a yep. nice restaurant or something like that. Um, you do another montage scene there. Yeah, exactly. I, there's going to be like tons of montage. <laughs> if this <laughs> movie was just a montage, it would be better. <laughs> It'd be 25 montages at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, it shows her and she gets a taste for money and she likes it. Yeah. So she starts to thinking, well, okay, that was just one time. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it one more time, right, and, and right. that'll that that'll be that'll be enough, and it it's working. 
so we see her slowly kind of like she moves out of her crummy apartment, gets a new apartment, sells mm-hmm. her old junker, gets mm-hmm. a new nice car. And, you know, she's starting to be successful, you know, right. and, and like, so she's kind of lost some of her moral fiber that, you know, mm-hmm. got her interested in helping people. And now she's kind of gone the other way. And right. at this point, we can introduce, you know, Fran's character, yep. but not yep. as like a major character in this. This mm-hmm. is just, this is just her, her, her confidant, you know, her partner, yeah, her partner. Intimate, mm-hmm. what, whatever. It doesn't. It, not a big deal, but this is the person she confines to what she's doing. Right. And instead of Fran being like, oh, that's so cool. Let me help you. She's like, what are you doing? This is totally not good. You know, you mm. got to stop. Do- you got to stop doing this. And mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. I will. Right. right. So right. then she she is going to stop it. And then because she got like the, the cherry. It's right. Some, like she, it's, she found it's- out. It's the one last job. Yep, it's the one exactly. It's the it's the it's that trope. It's just the one last job we're gonna do, and then I'm out. Right? Okay. It's I only had three days to retirement, right? Or whatever. It's the one last we're gonna get the band together for one last time. It's that it's that idea. Yep. So she does, and you know, it's it's a similar situation like Jennifer's character. It's like no right. connections, nothing, nothing. She's like, okay, because because Mar- Marla knows this. It's like, if I don't take this money, the state will just get it. It'll just right. go back into the corrupt right. state right. system. So it mm-hmm. might as well go to me. Right. You know, ra- rather right. than making the governor rich or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, maybe she really is unable to take care of herself, right? Like to your point. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, Precisely. That, that there could be a way to do that that isn't like she's just totally bilked the system, but you know, right? Still I mean, lands you in be, the same place. Yeah, exactly. It could be that in this case, this woman was, and she's mm-hmm. she's mysterious and has no connections. So um, she does it, and then she doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't know immediately that this is like a connected woman right um, right what what happens instead of like a lawyer and coming to her office with a you know just <laughs> briefcase full of money briefcase full of money <laughs> which is quite heavy i understand in real life um, I, think, I would think so yeah it's like i don't know why i know that but anyway um there here's some more they can do more comedy here where they have like botched like escape attempts um <laughs> by jennifer or uh-huh. Or rescue attempts that just went horribly bad. Like that right, was right. that was one thing I I actually hated that scene where like they tased the guy and then uh-huh. they they <laughs> <so> <laughs> there's like a shootout. They get into a gunfight <laughs> with the security guard in the yeah, old folks' so home. I have been to maybe a hundred assisted living places in my life, yeah. visiting people. And not one do I ever remember there. <laughs> It's like an armed security guy in the building with like a loaded revolver. I've not, never seen that in my whole life. Not only loaded, but ready to open fire. Yeah, and he like freaking started sh- like stop, and he just shoots him. And then at, like at one point, a resident like wanders out into the hall, like in the middle of this. And I think that scene, I think, was meant to be funny, but I I think I could make a lot funnier than that. Yeah, and I yeah, certainly yeah. wouldn't have a gunfight in the stupid. <laughs> no. Anyway, so you have some failed attempts to get yeah. to get her out, and it's after that, after these things, where she's wondering what's the big deal about this this woman. Uh-huh. Um, she does find out like it's 
a mafia boss, right? right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, shit, I'm in so much trouble right now. Right. <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're obviously going to, you know, I'm next, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Instead of saying I'm going to take on the mafia, what she's what she's thinking instead is like, okay, how can I get out of this right. and keep my life? Which would be, I think. So well, and, and 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 also yeah, in this, ahead. I'll just add in: you've got the Fran character who is not the cold-hearted. You know, n- neither of them are as cold-hearted. So now she's got like, I have people in my life that I love that I need to protect, and yeah, and exactly. Kind of so like, there's more I, weight yeah. to it. Yeah, it's like I don't want exactly. I don't want anything bad to happen to any anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll just do the right thing and just try to get out of the way. So, um, but the crime boss does. He, he's made. He's kind of made a decision that he is going to decide to punish. Um, yeah, Marla to Marla's character instead. But then here, <laughs> here's the twist when. When he's off to accomplish this mission, and uh-huh. she, you know, and she's she's gonna come clean, but um, anyway, he he's gonna die like in a, in a some ironic way. <laughs> so he's gonna get killed, like being run <laughs> run over by like a bus full of orphans or something, right? That's gonna be like what happens to him. <laughs> so <laughs> so what? Let me understand. So. She's decided that she wants to get out of this, come clean yep. or whatnot. Yep. yep. He's decided that nope, I'm not going to let you live, and yes. so it's it's his uh, unable to let go of his own anger that results in his death by being run over by a, a bus full <laughs> or, of orphans. Bus of orphans, yeah, exactly, or foster kids Got or it. something. Yeah, something oh, that God. ties it back, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> So, <laughs> go on. So, here's but the ending though is gonna be a little different too. So okay. she thinks she's got she got off you know scot free uh, here. It's like uh-huh. I okay I am totally in the clear. I am yeah. done. You know I, I'm just gonna retire. We're gonna start a new business. Me and Fran are yeah. open up. You know like a, something together. I don't know uh-huh. whatever. Um. But then she gets run over by a bus full of nuns or something. <laughs> All right? <laughs> or the same foster kids. Something like that. Something, so, something more ironic. I so, feel it's like... It's always going to be... <laughs> I, I feel like nuns and orphans make frequent appearances in our show. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I don't know why either. <laughs> and then roll credits <laughs> almost okay. so, <laughs> so and then and here's the part i don't know how to do it but uh-huh. she ends up like at, at the same way that roman got at the end she gets somehow put under guardianship herself ah yes okay i and, thought you might and then that. and then roll credits right right yep yep that, that's my that's my dark comedy <coughs> one I, I care a lot <laughs> I think Done. Should, let's, <laughs> let's write it and pitch it to Netflix. I mean, you know, you throw in a bunch of montage scenes and some more stuff <laughs> like that and a good soundtrack. I think it would be a I think it would have made a decent movie. You could keep the same actors and everything. They'd be excellent mm-hmm. at that. Yep. Yep. She would totally be good at this as this new Marla. Mm-hmm. Um 
because she'd be playing it for she could both be tough and she could also be vulnerable and you you wouldn't hate her as much um she still could be clever uh-huh. and um, also compassionate and uh-huh. it's just a more well-rounded it, i think it would be a more interesting person you have this backstory where she's right, kind right. of a damaged soul that she mm-hmm. has she hasn't had a perfect life and she mm-hmm. wants to have a better life. And then yep. she sees maybe some ways that are kind of um, not always honorable to do that. And then, but her conscience kind of kicks in and, you know, Fran kind of plays the voice of reason in her life to kind of get her back to reality. Right. Um, I mean, it makes, makes Fran a likable person too. Yeah, um, there's a there's a moral voice in the movie. There's more relatability. You know, who hasn't been in the situation where you're presented with a shortcut and you're either you either take it or are tempted by it, right? Everyone can relate yeah. to that. So yeah, I mean, um, you, yeah, and we all make or different you, choices, but um, uh, you know, and then we are presented with the con the consequences of those choices. So yeah, and and we don't have to know like much about the mobster that character. Yeah, you know, in right. terms in terms of like, I don't. You know, he doesn't have to be into human trafficking or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> you know, just really make... matter, you know. No, He's a it bad doesn't guy. matter. He's just the bad guy. But we could yeah. sh- even show him as sympathetic, saying he just wants to spend time with his mother, and then this right. person gets in his way, and then he's right. trying to he's trying to do it the way he knows how, and it doesn't yeah. work. So you know, he's so keep get again keep probate court out of the movie. Get <laughs> get, get the whole diamond subplot out of the movie too, which just distracts and weighs down the whole thing well that's what Um, i i was just gonna say in reflecting on kind of your plot is it it really illustrates i mean we we've talked about this already but there is there is a huge vacancy of any kind of human story in this movie and (laughs) and there and there is all of this extra clutter that doesn't contribute to what the movie's story is and frankly i think at the end of the day what is the story that this movie is trying to tell i can't tell you no i don't think it knows no i don't i I think that's the point i don't think it knows either i I think either he wrote himself into a corner (laughs) and couldn't figure out to get out or just have had three good ideas and just try to bake them together into yeah. one really half-baked day. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it it's, I think I could do better. That was, that was my pitch. That was my, not an elevator pitch. It was a little longer than that, but that's, <laughs> I gave well, we it just, a lot of thought, Glenn, and I think I could fix it. <laughs> we just need a little theme song now for that segment. <laughs> 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 Well, Chris, there's really one last question after we've talked mm-hmm. about this movie. Um, did I Care A Lot save the world? No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, it was very difficult to come up with a would you rather for this movie. Um, and uh, But I do think I have one. Um, it was hard to come up with like, this is a bad choice and this is a good choice. Well, of course you're going to take the good choice. So I think I've got two bad choices, but it kind of depends on your sense of style. So oh, well, that's, I'd never depend on that. <laughs> here's my question. Would you rather 
every day for a year have to dress like Dean the lawyer in the courtroom in that white <laughs> suit. Yeah. Or dress like Alexi when he is in the nursing home <laughs> trying to rescue. <laughs> and he's got that sweater around his shoulders. Like it looks Gosh. like boat shoes and those weird shorts. So every day for a year, my friend. Every day for a year, us. All right, at first I thought, oh, that's easy. Now it's like, oh, no, it's not just like on the weekends. I have to like. Yeah, every day. A- grocery store, white suit. <laughs> picking your right. kids up from school in a white yeah, suit. I, all right. Yeah, no, you're, you're already selling me. Um, <laughs> Shit. I didn't want to influence you. No, no. I, I had, All right. I will say initially I thought, oh, yeah, I'd totally go with the cool lawyer thing. But no, I'm not. I'm going with like the. <laughs> The mobster henchman outfit. <laughs> I totally am, Glenn. Oh, <laughs> the God. one that he wore in there. Not 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 the one that's the taxi driver one with which is their casual. Oh yeah, jump, that's just jump. like a tracksuit, right? Yeah, the just a tr- g- yeah. you know generic mobster tracksuit. I, I like the other one, the the preppy, whatever the hell it was. The preppy. I look like I'm sixty year old. On a yacht or at a boating club, yeah. probably don't I'm not just, don't even own a yacht. I'm just on I'm, in a boating I'm, club. I, I was just thinking about my usual haunts of like where I go here in town, like grocery outlet and like Safeway. You and might not be you. safe in there. You'll be targeted. But either way, it, either way, I can't win. This is That's definitely true. no. This is a no win one. That was for sure. <laughs> All right, well, Chris, this movie didn't go the way that I thought it would. I remembered it more fondly than on second viewing. I don't know, um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a younger Glenn, the more innocent Glenn. Right. I mean, this year this movie is like two years old. Anyway, so I am really curious what we have coming up for next week. Yes, yeah, so we're going to go in a slightly different direction Good. from this one, and I I want to choose. Um, a good director's best films, I guess. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And it's going to be, uh, it's an unusual director and an unusual film. Um, but a director who I think is very good, who whose work is kind of all over the place sometimes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Is, is Tim Burton is my okay. director that I'm choosing. And right. his best film is Big Fish. Two thousand fish, big fish. I have never seen Big Fish. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, this will be interesting. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'll have fun with it. Well, this is <laughs> great. Fun with this one. We've so, got yes. two back to backs where one of us hadn't seen it. So yeah, uh, I haven't uh, seen it for a while. So maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> 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 okay. I, no, but I do I do like this movie an awful lot and I like Tim Burton an awful lot and I think these these are the two this is this is his this is his masterpiece. All right. Well, that sounds good. I personally I'm mixed on Tim Burton, but um sure. I'm he's got, looking he's got forward some... <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking forward to see what what you believe is his best movie. Um, <laughs> and uh <laughs> 
It'll go one of two directions. <laughs> <laughs> you already made it sound like that was like a I, disclaimer. No, I'm fair, I'm ex- fair enough. I have to prove it. So nope, nope. I'm I'm excited. I like uh, there are blind spots I have in my you know movie history, and I and I love to go into stuff that I haven't seen before and and uh, things that are really good that didn't hit my radar. So uh, that sounds fun. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to us crap all over this movie. <laughs> yes, yes, you're, you're so welcome, world. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I look forward to next week looking at Big Fish. Big Fish.